Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 10 of Fantasy Binge. 10? I got 10. Damn. I'm your host, Tamara. This is my co-host. Tony James, the Fantasy Sage. And you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Binge, on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Binge. You can watch all the fantastic videos I have uploaded on YouTube at Fantasy Binge. And uh, today's Saturday, as you can tell by the setup on the table. At Fantasy Binge. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fantasy Binge, just don't forget the name. As always, we're available on SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and I guess I should see how we can expand into like other yeah, podcasts. Like a Stitcher and I don't know. I just feel like it's a whole lot of work. I just gotta see if there's a way that once we post to one, we post to all, or we gotta see? we gotta figure it out. By we, out. you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just making sure. Okay. All right, and so today we plan on giving you an update on all the injury news before your games tomorrow. We're going to finish out talking about um, Sunday's lineup and Monday's game. Yeah, and there's a little bit of news that broke between I thought we changed it to around the water cooler or whatever. And now, listen, there's no concrete changes. Okay, so we're just going to be all over the place then whenever we do this. We can. Okay. do what we want. It's our show. Totally. All right, so what is the news? Um, there wasn't much out there. There's a few stories that are kind of lingering from Wednesday. Bills quarterback Josh Allen is out of the concussion protocol and will start this weekend. I did hear that. Um, Clay Matthews, even though this doesn't have much fantasy relevance, suffered a broken jaw. I saw that, too. He's out, what, four to a six month. weeks, they yeah, said. Yeah, they said a month in that game during the Seahawks. I didn't see that happen, but... Well, remember, all of a sudden, he was being walked to the locker room. Oh, that's uh, true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I forgot that happened after he got pissed about that terrible call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are expected to split carries. And we talked about that either last episode or in episode eight about what we think that'll mean for both. Yeah, they both. came out and, and verified that that's going to be the case. Now, it's it's going to look a lot like last year's offense, which is a good thing for the Chargers, but for fantasy purposes, you're looking at Eckler going from where a normal 20-point type of day mm-hmm. to more of a 11 to 15-point type of back. Okay. Right? So he's still going to be usable. He's going to be used a lot more in the passing game than in the run game like he was in the past few weeks. Um, but should have traded him when you had to shot. I should have. You know what? Now, just going to have him. Yeah. I already missed my opportunity window. So play him in good matchups. We're going to talk about their matchup this week, and this week is one of those weeks where I believe you can play them both. They're playing against Denver, and I think they'll be just fine. I see Michael Gallup is expected to play this Sunday. Yep. We kind of talked about that last episode and how even though he will be playing, my theory with hurt players is that he's not going to be performing at the level that I need him to perform at. They're playing the Packers, and that definitely doesn't help. They're first against the pass, mm. so I don't like any of the Dallas wide receivers. And as a matter of fact, I don't like any of the receivers in this game at all. Okay. So, you know, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. Um, well, 
that happens to be the next thing I have written down. Devontae Adams is ruled out yep. with turf toe. Yep. Um, and so Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison, if you absolutely have to start one of those wide receivers. But Dallas is fifth against the pass. So I'm not looking at any of the receivers okay. in that matchup. Um, I see your team, your boys. Yeah. Them your boys. Yeah. They're re-signing Jordan Matthews. Yes, yes, because uh, Jalen Hurd just mm-hmm. couldn't come back. He couldn't get healthy. Um, so his season is pretty much done. So they re-signed. Uh, you know, I don't know what it means. Uh, Jordan, I've never been a super fan of Jordan Matthews, even when he was with the Eagles. Um, so we'll, we'll see how he fits in with that receiver core. Um, they still got Debo Samuel and Goodwin and um, the pretty boy. Dante Pettis. Pettis. Um, so, you know, taper expectations. And Kittle catching passes there as well. That's taking away target share from everybody. So. so it's funny that you bring up Kittle because I did want to talk about what we discovered Thursday night. Yeah. Was it Thursday? I feel like it was Thursday night. Yeah. After the game, we started – talking about Kittle, maybe it was Friday morning, and how his performance this season thus far has been lackluster, and we start talking about, well, you brought up the fact that maybe it's the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is back, and and so we started looking at George Kittle's performance last season. Yeah. Turns out... A lot of his performance was based on yards. (laughs) A lot of his thing was like, he only had five touchdowns last season. Right, and so when you compare, you start looking at the great seasons of Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and Gronk. Well, especially because Kittle was in the trifecta of right. tight ends and, going and into that draft. That is season. solely on the back of that thirteen hundred yards that he got last, <laughs> last year. And the reason we're talking about it is because it was like, you know, what is going on with Kittle? And, uh-huh. and then I was like, you know what? Nobody's talked about the fact that he didn't play with Garoppolo. He played two games with Garoppolo last year, and one of those games was a good outing. We mm-hmm. one wasn't that great. And so now he's with Garoppolo full-time, and they do not seem to be connecting. Yeah. Now, there were games, a lot of games he went 5 for 87, and those yards just tacked on and tacked on and tacked on throughout the course of the year, but his touchdown numbers were not the best. Sorry, our neighbors have the loudest lawnmower ever, ever in, life, in life. They just want to be a part of the show. Okay. I don't blame them. Okay. Um, so it's very interesting to see, like, because Kittle's not top three right now. No. Not, he's not where you drafted him. He's not giving you the yeah, performance. There are several that tight ends that are playing better than him. Jimmy Graham has more touchdowns than he does. Will Disley is playing great. Devonte, I mean uh, Delaney Walker is playing mm-hmm. better than him right now. So, you know that's tough. We had he was drafted in the third to anywhere between the third and the fifth round in most drafts, and so you know you had higher expectations for him. Um, Washington has given the nod to Colt McCoy yeah. over Dwayne Haskins, so we'll see how that fares for the Redskins. Fact is, they have no tight ends, right? Both of their tight ends. Yeah, Brandon hurt. Davis and uh, Jordan Reed. And they're just, I don't even know why they're talking about Jordan Reed. They need to cut him. Just not an impressive offense all over. Well, they're saying Jordan Reed is going to be recommended for the IR. Uh, they're going to be looking at that next week, so he might be done for the year pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so And it doesn't help that they have the Patriots, right, which is the top defense, one of the top defense next to the Chicago Bears in the league. 
So it's going to be tough for them to score regardless of who's out there at quarterbacking for them. The Patriots just signed Mike Nugent as their uh, kicker. As their kicker. Blake Goskowski. Yeah. And Ben Watson is going to be out this week. Yeah, he didn't right travel in. with the team. And he, he was listed on the injury report, but it just said undisclosed. So I don't know what's going on with Ben Watson. He just came back from suspension. Maybe he wasn't in football shape. But the Patriots keep things pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to know what's going on there and probably ever. Well, their, their second options are Matt LaCrosse, who hasn't been seeing – I'm sorry, Matt LaCrosse, who hasn't been seeing any work this season, and then Ryan Izzo, who's getting very, 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 very limited touches. They've been virtually using no tight end. Yeah. And still so. dominating the league, and we know how the Patriots like to use the tight end. Even when um, – who was the old the old dude that was there last year playing alongside of Gronk? Either last year or two years ago, they had an old tight end that was there, and he got a lot of play as well. They want Ben Watson to come back and be healthy because mm-hmm. they want – that closes off a whole portion of their playbook. Okay. Right? But something must not be right. All right. Um, I do actually have that written down. Uh, Saquon is officially ruled out, even though yeah. there was hopes that he might play this week. I saw him doing. I saw him on the, at practice on Friday. He's out there he, cutting. Yeah, he's out there doing everything so on maybe, that ankle. Who are they playing this week? Uh, Giants. We must have talked about them on last episode. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, my uh, point is, they must feel like they don't need him against th- th- this week and want to give him. Uh, is. I actually have yeah, those games. Right here. Uh, the Giants are playing Minnesota. So it's at home. Um, it's at, I, you, don't, you just don't want to rush him back, right? It's at home. Gallman played fine. Plus, I don't think it's going to be a run-heavy game script because Minnesota's 11th against the run, right? So I think they're going to have to go to the air to play in this game anyway. Um, so whatever production that they get from the running back that they put out there, they'll be fine with. Okay. Um, I've got uh, Jarvis Landry uh, cleared for from concussion protocol. Yep. Should be good to play as of Friday. And I think I saw today uh, that he's pretty much a go. Sam Darnold has officially been ruled out. Yep. Luke Falk will get the start for the Jets. Um, that's all I got for news. I've got, uh, well, the Browns uh, are expecting to have Antonio Callaway play. Yeah. Which I think um, that goes along with my Landry news. Uh, Stefan Diggs. So last episode we were joking around. But it turns out actually Stefan Diggs does want to trade. Now he's traveled with the team. Yeah. Um, the coach yesterday made a comment, oh, we'll see if he plays. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. We'll see, yeah. And there was rumors circulating. They asked Stefan Diggs about those rumors. He said there's some truth to all rumors. <laughs> so, so everybody's talking in circles. Now the latest news, I don't have my phone. I do have my phone that I just got not too long ago that came through via Fantasy Life app. Why are you doing it? I did want to talk about it's been a while since we talked about who we rely on when we get our news because mm-hmm. hopefully our listeners know by now that we're not coming up off the dome with any of this. Well, well, I mean, yeah, as far as our, when we talk about the games and you do your analysis. Right, right, right. But as far as news and alerts and things like that, I mean, we're not tracking uh, 
I'm not calling the Browns and seeing who they've signed to take over for Landry. We don't have those in No, we, we have our resources. <laughs> Sometimes you'll hear us mention them, but not every single time. So usually when we're talking about updates, when we're talking about injury news, um, we're getting our news from uh, fantasy footballers, from Fantasy yeah. Life app. Uh, we've, I follow uh, Ian Rappaport, right. uh, Adam Schefter on Twitter. Yeah, I look up NFL Network and mm-hmm. see what they're reporting, get practice reports from them and updates, injury updates. Uh, Stefania Bell. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's yeah. like the injury guru when it comes ESPN. to she's a ESPN. So, um, Matt Berry. Uh, Field the Yates. Yeah. So those are pretty much, I mean, we follow these people on Twitter. We get news alerts all the time, all day long when it comes to fantasy. So you too can be in the know with any one of those resources. Yeah. Uh, Vikings just posted to their Snapchat account of Stefan Diggs getting on the plane to New York. Yeah. But I understand the team had a meeting with its captains to discuss the situation this, this week. Expectation is Diggs plays tomorrow. That was as of 326 Eastern. So, question. The expectation as Diggs plays is the expectation that he's doing anything for you in fantasy. This is a, a, a fairly good matchup, if I'm not mistaken. The, uh, the Giants are 28th against the pass. So, if we go back to what I talked about on Wednesday's episode, I love Thielen's Diggs, Cousins, and Dalvin Cook in this matchup. So, I think they're going to be just fine this week. Okay. But it, I, I don't think it's going to change the narrative revolving around him wanting a trade. Okay. Fact is, when you're a wide receiver, you want to play with somebody who can get you the ball. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins has proven not to be that guy. Okay. Um, and then last, I just want to talk about some of the injuries we saw on Thursday. Mm-hmm. First of all, Cooper Cup looked like Superman out what there. A game. He looked amazing. So if you game. played Cooper Cup, you are very happy. I knew with I was his missing a segment. Honestly, I know we kind of skipped like, into this. I was like, I talk about the Thursday night game. What so a we've game! Got, uh, 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 Russell Wilson. Russell looked great. Looked uh, great. Look, that look. catch. That catch to uh, Tyler Lockett in the end zone with the toe tap. Oh man, that catch was beautiful. If you played Lockett, if you played Wilson, if you played Chris Carson, Disley if you played had a good Disley, game. Yeah. I will say you had that. Yeah. If you played uh, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, I mean, you were you were very even Brandon Cooks before he went out uh, with the concussion. Right, and I said I didn't like Cooks or Robert Woods, and they were the least of the two wide receivers on that roster. That's a difficult roster uh-huh. to kind of predict week to week what those receivers because they're all talented. Right, So you have to look at the cornerbacks and who's going to be covering who to kind of get a gauge of, okay, who has the weaker cornerback matchup that they may be able to exploit. And Cooper Cup, eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, eight. Uh, and then just we kind of mentioned whether or not we wanted to, to, wanted to discuss Everett's role mm. uh, in Thursday night's game. Mm. Um, I think we both agreed fool's gold. Um, with the production that we saw. But it's, hit or, it's hit or miss. You never know when they're going to utilize the tight end and when they're not. Now, I assumed that this was going to be a run-heavy game because both teams are fairly good against the pass. It just was difficult to guard three of the top wide receivers in the league, right, which is why one of them at Cooper Cup happened to get open. But if you look on the other side of the ball, like Tyler Lockett, they had an okay game. But Chris Carson set the pace mm. for that offense, and Will Disley had a nice receiving game, right? So it was just a, it was an amazing back and forth. Zerline. Oh, yeah. 
I have him. I had him in two leagues. But he missed that one. He missed the last <sighs> well, kick, the he, one that mattered. He already, I mean, in your standard scoring, he's getting, what, 12 points? Yeah. Is what you got. That's what you want. So, you know, that last kick to win the game in which Pete Carroll went running onto the field like they had won the Super Bowl and were going to Disney World afterwards. Mm-hmm. That just, I know it hurt him to miss that field goal. Yeah. Um, Everett. Last two games, he's had some good production. Five for 44 against Tampa Bay in a touchdown, seven for 136. What I want to see is, does that coincide with how much golf is throwing? Now, it's interesting that he's he's played so well. What has Tyler Higby done? Four for 20, two for 21, four for 41. Uh, he was out against Cleveland in week three, and then three for 47. Okay, so Gerald Everett is getting a tight end usage on that offense. Okay. At least definitely in the last two weeks. Yeah. Before that, he was pretty much splitting time with Higby. Got it. One for seven, three for 21, two for 15. Okay. So the last two weeks is when he's been seeing an increase. Nice. And in his, t- in his production... Now, last week against Tampa Bay, Goff was 5-17 for and well, two yeah, touchdowns. Well, yeah, that game was insane. Uh, and then against Seattle, he was three ninety five and a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. It so he's airing it out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Um, so, you know, if his, usage is five, if his usage is seven targets, five receptions a game, that's something you can get behind mm-hmm. for sure. Todd Gurley. Gurley had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played a good game. Now, I don't think he went for over 100 yards. 15 for 51 right. and two touchdowns. So he got the goal line work, right? And then right? three for six in reception. So, you know what I mean? Over 100 all-purpose, and he got two touchdowns. Uh, no, no, he wasn't over 100. What'd you say for a receiver? Three for six. Oh, six. I thought you said 60. No, three for six. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, his, his rushing yards still aren't through the roof, mm-hmm. but... If he's getting the goal line work and he's getting those touchdowns every week, then he's useful. Yeah, last two weeks he's he's seen two touchdowns. Now, do you think you should trade Gurley after this week's performance? Or hold on and hope? Here's what I'll say. If he's your one, uh, because he's not giving you one production. Last week he did with 26. He, had, uh, he was 5 for 16 on rushing and two touchdowns, but he was 7 for 54 receiving. So last week you finally saw the still under hundred all purpose yards. Yeah, though. still under. I mean, he's he hasn't been over hundred. The first week he was over hundred uh, all purpose yards, but after that he's not breaking seventy five. So take that name away. X player with those stats. It depends on if I drafted him in the one because he's mm-hmm. definitely a solid two. So if you have another one, maybe not. Maybe he's giving you right. what you need. Right. But if you drafted him in the first round of your draft as a one, yeah, you're not. he's not giving you that produ- production. So I don't know because it depends on the league, too. Mostly right. your running backs that are available in your leagues are not – you're not going to get a one for him. Right. No one's going to give you Christian McCaffrey or – well, yeah. Saquon Barkley's hard. But nobody's going to give you a one for Gurley. Right. So – Pretty much to me, what I'm imagining is right now you're, he's just giving you exactly what you need, and you've already put together another two or possibly another one to supplement what he's not giving. I would probably be looking to trade Todd Gurley, and if you if you see somebody who may be thin at running back or maybe needs a wide receiver, you can package him with somebody and get a one back. 
Um, I would be looking to do that, but no. I, who's gonna do that though? If, if somebody said Tamara, I'll give you Todd Gurley and and Julio. No, not Julio. I'm trying to think of a good. If I've got like Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, right, and all of my stock in Austin Eckler has just died. I may be looking to say, okay, can I get a Todd Gurley to pair with Dalvin Cook to help my but team? But see, I feel like you're gonna get the same production from Todd Gurley yeah, that you were getting. That you're the one. Yeah, but until okay, here's what I'll say: until the, the until you see Eckler and and Gordon play with each other and see what Eckler's stock really does. That's fair. Because I feel like even splitting carries with Gordon, Austin Eckler can get you 11 and 15, which is, that's all Todd Gurley is is getting you. I I just feel like we've seen that movie, so we kind of know where it's headed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought. I would try to trade him personally. I don't know. See, you don't have my teams. I need those 15 all right, all right. So that's all the that's the Thursday's recap. That's the news. Uh, let's get into these uh, injuries. Injuries. We're gonna run down everybody we talked about. There was only one person I believe that was added to the injury report throughout the course of the week. Um, Christian Kirk, whose ankle injury has been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews with his foot is no longer on the injury report, so he's gonna play. Devin Singletary with his hamstring practice on Friday and is considered questionable. Mitch Trubisky has been ruled out, as well as Taylor Gabriel with uh, with his concussion. Mm-hmm. Rashad Higgins' knee was limited in practice, is considered questionable. Jarvis Landry is out of concussion protocol, is no longer on the injury report. Michael Gallup' knee is listed as questionable, but is expected to play. Emmanuel Sanders is no longer on the injury report. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson with his concussion is no longer on the injury report. Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams have both been ruled out. Kenny Stills with his ankle uh, ankle and hamstring injury is considered a uh, game-time decision. T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack are both listed as questionable. Gardner Minshew is no longer on the injury report. Damian Williams, questionable. Tyreek Hill, out. Sammy Watkins, questionable. All those questionables you need to monitor when you wake up in the morning before football starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Williams with his back injury is questionable, but says he, he says he's good to go. He says, I'm playing. That's what he says. Yep. Rex, Bur- Rex Burkhead with his foot injury has been ruled out of tomorrow's game. Sony Michelle. Uh, Julian Edelman with his chest and ribs is questionable. Saquon Barkley, out. Sam Darnold, out. Josh Jacobs is no longer on the injury report. Tyrell Williams with his foot is questionable. Deshaun Jackson with his abdomen injury has been ruled out for another week. Uh, Vance McDonald, questionable. Juju, toe, questionable. James Conner was no longer on the injury report. He's expected to play. He'll play. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman with his ankle injury is limited uh, limited in practice on Friday and is considered questionable, but they uh, there was a, another alert that we just got about an hour ago. Okay. I said that they're expecting that he's going to be able to go. Delaney Walker no longer on the injury report. Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, both with concussions, have been ruled out. Terry McLaurin with his hamstring injury is questionable. And Case Keenum, even though we saw him with that walking boot and he's not getting the start, uh-huh. officially he's considered questionable 
for tomorrow's game. You know why? Because he's not really hurt, as I have suspected this whole time. ego's hurt. Yes. And you know what that does? It turns into me in a walking boot very quickly. <laughs> Those are only my suspicions. Uh, I'm sorry. Tell him He went fast. We already we said Marlon Mack. We said T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned they're all questionable. Uh, I think that's just a leftover from the last game. Josh Yes, John Ross is uh-huh. on IR. Jalen Ramsey officially out Sunday. Yes, he has been ruled out. Tyreek Hill, all the good news is no longer good news. He's out Sunday. I, I don't think it's bad news. I just think they're bringing him along gradually. I think well, yeah, but I was... And it sucks as their buys not to like week 12. Well, the thing is, too, remember, my dilemma was that as they go back and forth with whether or not Tyreek Hill is out... That determines whether or not I can keep That's him. Right. I have to put him on my bench, or I can keep him on That's IR. That's right. That's so right. So if I'm taking up a bench spot, who did you cut? Remember, I cut. Um, I had Trey Burton still. Oh. So I was oh, able to get easy. rid of Trey Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I picked back up Andy Dalton. Actually, I was going to because waivers clear on Friday. Not. Uh, In what league? So remember, I was like, I cut Andy Dalton, but then realized that was a two quarterback league, and Matt Stafford's on by this week, so I really actually wanted Andy Dalton. Is that in the sleeper bot league? And yes. Waivers don't clear till Friday in that league. Well, yes, like when I cut him. Oh, because he was, he was gonna a be free a, agent again. Yeah, he gotcha. was going to be able to be available. Gotcha. But then it turns out I didn't want him anyway, so all that was for not. Cincy. All right, all right, all right. This so was actually a good week to plan. Because I believe they're playing Arizona. So, so yes. I think this is, yeah. Uh, but it's not in the Superflex League where I play two quarterbacks. Oh, okay. That's what it is. All right. This is what happens when you're in too many leagues. You can't remember who you have <laughs> and what league and why and where you picked them up and why did I have them and all this. Yeah, it's like. In one league, I had three tight ends for some reason. It's like I, I have three have tight ends in the team of, that I inherited. Shares of everybody, right, in 11 leagues. But then it's like. It's inevitable that every week there's one guy that I need to score 20, but I'm playing against that guy somewhere yep. else. So I, and you're like, like score I 18 and get, a half. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get exactly what I need, but not 24. <laughs> I need to stay right in this, in this window of opportunity. It's crazy. Okay, okay. So let's get into the rest of uh, Sunday's game. So in the last episode, episode 9... Uh, we went over the first half of the games. Thursday's game, we went over... Do you have your sheets still? Thursday and the... I'm feeling like we should remind everyone the games we went over. Uh, we did the Thursday night game, and then we did Arizona-Cincinnati, Buffalo at Tennessee, Chicago at Oakland, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, Minnesota at the Giants, Jets at Philly, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. So if there's anybody you have, which I'm sure there is from any of those games, and you want to hear what we think... Take a step back and listen to episode nine. You'll get the recaps, or not the recaps, the precaps huh, of those games. <laughs> All right. So right now we're going to start with New England and At Washington. Washington. Uh, Colt McCoy getting the start fares better for the Skins than than having the uh, what's his name? Okay, uh, not Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Uh, it is Case Keenum. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Um, oh well, Dwayne Haskins is yeah, terrible. Haskins. He should never start again. Well, that's why I thought that's who you were talking about. Um, but the, the, the Pats D is still way, way too tough for it doesn't matter who's going to be uh, under center. Um, Patriots look really, really good, and I think this is going to be a very juicy matchup for their offense, but just something feels weird about this game. 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the way that Belichick was talking about this team mm-hmm. this week. I, I just it feel people get up. A lot of teams get up for the Patriots, and the Redskins are one of those teams. Okay. So I'm just a little nervous about it. But with that said, um, I think this is going to be a good bounce-back game for Josh Gordon. I think he's going to ball this week. Uh, I would start Brady, Sony Michelle. I like Gordon. I like – actually, I wrote down everybody. There is no sit that I have for the <laughs> Patriots. Don't okay. Um, and the Pats D. If you have the Patriots D, okay. you're going to start them anyway because they're ranked, I believe, too. Um, so, yeah, definitely play them this week. Washington side of the ball, I wouldn't start anybody. Yeah. Half of those cats I would have already cut if I had them on any of my fantasy rosters. But I don't like Adrian Peterson here. I cut Adrian Peterson. Um, they don't have a tight end, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. I don't like Paul Richardson or um, – Terry McCall. I don't like McLaurin in this game. I just don't. You don't like Chris Thompson? Nope. Wendell Smallwood. Is, is that where Wendell Smallwood ended up? <laughs> yes. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I've heard his name all season. No, I, I forgot he was even playing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Patriots should win this handily. I, I don't like anybody on Washington's side of the ball. All right. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, Patriots. Mm. You think the Patriots are going to win, but... You're feeling a little funny about our one and done. 70-30. I'm just nervous about it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I got a feeling. Uh, Jacksonville in Carolina. This mm-hmm. game is a 41-point over-under. Uh, Carolina's offense has struggled. Well, I, won't, I, don't, I said they struggled a bit. They just don't look it just doesn't like feel firepower. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel. Now, their defense, their defense is doing their job. Right, which allows their offense to be on the field a little bit more. But Kyle Allen struggled in the last two games. All right. Well, K- Christian McCaffrey, as far as rushing, has been twenty-four. He's gonna McCaffrey. And uh, and week three, well, in week one he just went ham. Week two, I don't know what happened, but weeks three and four he's been doing what he normally mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Allen uh, in the last two weeks, two sixty-one and four, two thirty-two, no touchdowns. So he didn't do anything last week against Houston. So that was a big letdown. Um, DJ Moore, for some reason against Houston, so it must have been Houston's D, uh, 3 and 44, but he's been 7 and 76, 9 and 89, 1 for 52, and a touchdown. So, really, mm-hmm. that touchdown saved him against Arizona. Right. Uh, Greg Olson, he's been since week two. Well, he's Mr. Yeah, Con- everyone's. He's Mr. Consistent, but it just doesn't feel like a high powered offense. Yeah, nobody is, like, the whole, the team as a whole. Right. Is not consistent to right. put together to put together good fantasy play because um, we are talking about fantasy. Yeah. Right? That okay. said, I actually like the receivers in this game. I, I mean, McCaffrey is McCaffrey, right? So you're going to play McCaffrey regardless yeah. because he's used in so many ways in that offense, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually like DJ Moore and uh, Curtis and Curtis Samuel in this game. Um, Jacksonville is 19th against the tight end. Greg Olson is Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. So if they get down into the red zone, you know he's a guy that can easily get a touchdown. Um, so I like Olsen, and I actually like Kyle Allen in this game. Uh, Jacksonville is pretty good against the run, but again, as I said earlier, Christian McCaffrey is not only a running running back, mm-hmm. right? So he's going to get his money. On the other side of the ball, uh, as I said, Carolina's defense has been, has been pretty good. Uh, seventh against the pass, 14th against the run, and I think the Jaguars are going to try to run early, which okay. is like why I like Fournette's stock early in the mm-hmm. game. But it's very easy, like it'll be easy. If this game gets out of hand and Carolina puts up two touchdowns in the first quarter, 
Fournette's gonna, numbers may struggle. Well, I think that Fournette is struggling with or has the same issue that Todd Gurley has that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Except last week. Well, yeah, except last week. Right. But otherwise, you he most likely were blocks. looking for him to give you running back one production, yeah. and he's been giving you RB2 production, yeah. which is yeah. great. A solid 11 in week one, 12 in week two, 15 week three, and then last week right. is where you're like, okay, this is what I wanted and that from was, Leonard Fournette. That was a clear expectation for last week, right? Mm-hmm. We said that was going to be a run-heavy matchup where Fournette was going to eat. He did exactly what we predicted. Um, and I think that was a bit of a confidence boost. He also doesn't have any ailments. Okay. Five weeks now into the season, which is rare for him. Usually by now, he's banged up, playing through some pain, and he's struggling a bit. But I think that that was a huge confidence boost for him, so I think he's going to be running with some confidence. Um, I do not like the wide receivers for Jacksonville. <sighs> That's exactly what I was going to ask you, because everyone has gone out and picked up DJ Shark. Yeah. And last week, he was a... Yeah. Because he's... Yeah. Four for 146 and a touchdown. Seven for 55 and a touchdown. Four for 76 and a touchdown. He's and playing well. He's last playing week. Well. So, four for 44. Now, four for 146 in week one. Seven for 55 in week two. Four for 76 in week three. But each of those weeks he had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last week he's four for 44, which isn't too far off because he's getting about four receptions targets. Did, well, four receptions. He, he's getting more targets than that, but he's actually bringing in. You no, know, he's been getting four targets week one. I mean, week two, yeah, he saw three more, but otherwise, four is pretty consistent as no, far as his targets. No, I know, but those are his receptions, baby. I mean, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's not his yes. targets. Sorry. Targets. <laughs> Talking fast. I took a shot. A lot is going on right now. I'm sweating. It's hot. We can't put the air conditioner on. There's a lot going on. He's still the clear one to me with Gardner Minshew running the offense, right? Okay, but the only thing is it looks like he's very touchdown dependent. Yeah, because his yardage has been between 40 and 70 yards. Yeah. And if you're only relying on his receptions in a half point and the yardage, you're looking at nine points a week. That touchdown is what puts him into Mm -hmm. those teens every single time. Um I don't like him or Didi this week, and with okay. that, I don't like Minshew either. Okay. Uh, I think Carolina should win the game, but I think it's going to be fairly low scoring, and it's going to be marginal. Okay. Atlanta, Houston. Houston, land of Vegas. Houston, land of 49. Are we having a Drake day today? I'm down for a Drake okay. day. I'm down for that. Shout out to OBM. <laughs> um, 49 point. Over, under. So Vegas thinks this is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair, and I tend to think the same. Uh, What is going on with Atlanta? I don't know. They can't win. Aren't they one and three? Um, Sure. Why not? I believe they're one and three. Um, Go on. I'll fact-check you. They've got... They've got weapons. Devontae, they can't run the ball to save their lives. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Freeman's numbers have been struggling all season long, and everybody was excited about the bounce back for Devontae Freeman after last year's injury, and it's just not coming to fruition. Um, they're 23rd against opposing quarterbacks, 18th against the pass, 18th against the run, 10th against the tight end. Um I think this is the get-right game for Houston's offense. We have grown to expect a certain thing out of Deshaun Watson and that core. And though they've been okay, they haven't been what they've been in years past. We're used to seeing Deshaun Watson air it out, hit Fuller and Hopkins, and tear defenses apart. And that offense has been a little bit stagnant this year. 
Um, but I think this is the get-right game for them. I think they're going to put all the pieces together. Um, and so I like Watson and the wide receivers mm -hmm. in this matchup. I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan of any of their running backs. Remember, they had Lamar Miller before. Now they have Carlos Hyde. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Hyde was a is a decent back. I just don't I don't understand why he's struggling so much uh, in this offense. I don't think he has a potential really to be a one. He's more of a Duke Johnson too. Yeah, both of which are twos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're the backup yeah. guy on other teams. Yeah. They're the guy that can come in and get you the third down yardage that you need or help out in the passing game. But neither one of the – they basically have the same back as their starter in the back. I think that with Atlanta, who they are one and three, I think with Atlanta, they're not playing any different than they've played in previous games or previous seasons. Mm. It's just – you know how you can put up 17 and you can win or you can lose? They just happen to be losing a lot more with that 17 than they yeah. are winning. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that's that's what it is. Well, they've always been a pretty high-powered offense mm -hmm. with an okay defense. Mm -hmm. So, like the Patriots in years past, we just outscore you. Like Kansas City now, we just outscore you. Mm -hmm. You can't beat us if we put up more points. So our defense doesn't have to be the greatest. We're just going to put up 40. And if you can match our 40, great. Problem and is... I think that's what's happening. People are matching that 40. Well, and, th and that's the problem. They've taken a step back. They can't put up 40 no more. <laughs> right? Atlanta is not the same team that they were the last two years. And so I I personally feel like it's time to break this group up. Um, but, you know, who am I? Okay. Okay. That's a whole, that's another podcast for another day. Um, so that said, on Houston's side of the ball, I like Watson, Hopkins, Fuller. I do not like Carlos Hyde in this game. On Atlanta's side of the ball, um, I think this is a good game for Devontae Freeman. Houston's defense is not as good as we all thought they were. Mm -hmm. 23rd against the pass, 22nd against the run. So I think Devontae – but I do this every week. When they're playing bad defenses, I think, okay, this is a good get-right game for a Devontae Freeman, and then uh -huh. he comes out and he's just mediocre. And I don't know – I need to pay more attention. That's what it is. I need to pay more attention to the Atlanta games and see how they're using them. Devontae Freeman, 8 for 19, 11 for 22, 16 for 88, 12 for 28. So they're not running the ball. Yeah. They're not running the ball enough. Okay, so that's the problem. If they're not going to run the ball enough, then I think we know what Devontae Freeman's going to be this year. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, with them being 1-3, and three, that means they're losing, coming from behind in every game, and they're just letting Matt Ryan air it out, which is why he's good for 400 yards. And Julio Jones. Mr. Yards, man, but don't score touchdowns. Well, now, he got touchdowns earlier in the season. 6 for 31 and a touchdown, 5 for 106 and 2, 8 for 128 and 1. Now, last week against Tennessee, okay, he was 4 for 52. Trying to see Calvin Ridley, four for 64 and a touchdown, eight for 105 and a touchdown, one for six, and then three for 32. Mm -hmm. And Muhammad then Sanu. Mohamed Sanu, five for 57, four for 16, six for 75, nine for 91, no touchdowns. But I think that supports your theory of they're playing from behind. They're not using the run. They're just everybody's catching the ball. Man. And that leads me to my point of I believe I saw Austin Hooper is top ten in tight ends this season. He is. He's, I would say he's top five. Uh, nine for 77, four for 34, six for 66, and two touchdowns against Indianapolis. And then nine for 130 last week yeah. against, yeah. against Tennessee. Yeah, he's going crazy. He's about to have a, a George Kittle type of year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like the receivers in this in this game. Matt Ryan's going to throw for 350 yards. If he doesn't turn the ball over, he's going to have a good fantasy day. That's typical for him. The only person I don't like is Austin Hooper. Hmm. 
and I'd venture to Houston say, I, I, I think I'm going to have to say, based on what I'm seeing from Austin Hooper, he might be a good... Defense is third against a tight end, oh. and they have a decent pass rush, so okay. Hooper might just be he reduced might, he'll, to yeah, he'll be the one an extra suck. pass yeah. blocker, right? Um, Denver, L.A. Chargers, 44 point over under. This is a division matchup. You mean San Diego? No. I mean L.A. Try to skip me up. I almost corrected myself, too. <laughs> no, dang it. I mean L.A. <laughs> Denver receivers, surprisingly, in doing the research, are eating up yards. Eating up yards. But they fail to put up more than 20 points, except for last week's game. So the yards don't matter. The yards matter for fantasy. Right. But for football, the yards don't matter at all. We're not talking about IRL football. We're talking, We're talking about, about fantasy, fantasy, which is why I love the Denver <laughs> wide receivers this week. If there's one place this Charger defense is lacking, it's against the pass catcher. So against the pass and against the tight end. So Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Phil Lindsay I like because he is the pass catching back in that offense. Stay far away from uh, Royce Freeman mm. this week. But the rest of those guys, I love. And Flacco, I don't. Even though his pass catchers get a bunch of yards, Flacco is your 15-point your, uh, your quarterback, 18-point quarterback. Where is he at? I wouldn't even give him 15. Yeah, see? 268 for one week, 114.8 and a half-point PPR. Uh, two ninety two and one, so fifteen point seven, and then against Green Bay, two thirteen and nothing. That's so he has thing. And Jacksonville, three oh three and oh three oh three. Three oh three. He had a decent. He had against a decent. Ja- but against they had a great game against Jacksonville. Right. Everybody. Right. And so it's one of those things where he throws for a bunch of yards, but doesn't throw any touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is why they struggle to get over twenty points in a game. So your receivers are going to eat up eat up a whole bunch of field, but other than that, stay away from Flacco. Stay away from Freeman. On the Chargers side of the ball, um, Denver is third against the pass, so I worry about Keenan Allen and Williams in this game. Mm. Division game, these teams know each other well. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Vegas has it at 44 points. Um, so what is that, 24 and, and 20? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, let me correct myself. Oh, no, 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 I said that right. Um, now, Denver is 28th. Against the run, which is why I said earlier, this is a game that I believe both Eckler and Melvin Gordon Mm -hmm. have a lot of stock in this offense. Then this isn't going to be a good game for you to see who's going to be the number one. No, this isn't going to tell the story. If Denver isn't good against the run, they're both going to have a a good game. Yeah, I like Rivers in this game, Eckler and, um, and Melvin Gordon. I'm worried about the wide receivers on the Chargers side of the ball. I do think the Chargers will win the game, though. Okay. Three left. Green Bay at Dallas. This is an interesting one. Both of these teams are coming off tough losses last week. We watched Dallas on Thursday. I mean, excuse me, Green Bay on Thursday night. Struggled to get into the end zone. Had mm-hmm. eight opportunities at the one or inside the five to score a touchdown and that they couldn't get. Uh, and then we watched Dallas get handled defensively. Yeah. By New Orleans in a in a terrible terrible looking game, um, but defensively it was excellent. I think this is a good bounce back game for both teams. Okay. Um, but there are only two players that I actually care for in either of these matchups. I like Zeke. 
Okay. Uh, mainly because there's one way you can exploit the Green Bay Packers, and that's against the, their 30th. Against the run. Against the run. Second against the quarterback, first against the pass, third, uh, seventh against the tight end. So they don't give you any air so, yards. Whitten, so don't play. Gallup, he's hurt. I mean, he's they're gonna play. He's Amari gonna play. Cooper. Amari Cooper. <sighs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game. Now on the flip side of the ball, same thing. Dallas fifth against the quarterback, fifth against the pass, sixth against the run, twenty third against the tight end. The tight end we talked about in Jimmy Graham a few weeks prior Mm -hmm. in that Aaron Rodgers loves having this dude on his offense and wants to get him more involved, and we saw that last week. Jimmy Graham got a touchdown on that Thursday night game and was Mm -hmm. thrown to of those eight times in the the red zone when they were Mm -hmm. looking for that touchdown, was thrown to twice. Okay. And one of those should have been brought down for a second touchdown in that game. So they're going to use Jimmy. Everybody else on those rosters, I'm actually very concerned about. Okay. I, I, I just... So that's your Aaron Jones, your Marquise, Valdez-Scantling, Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison, and the receivers you just named on Dallas's side of the ball. Okay. And that includes Witten. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I'm nervous about that. So if you have another option, which maybe you don't, uh, but if you do, I would go with those other options. Unless um, the other option is from the other team. I'm picking the home team. Okay. In Dallas, but I I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with Dallas to win that one. Colts, Chiefs, 57 point over under. Okay, so. Neither one of these defenses are particularly good. Both of these offenses, well, one is amazing, and the other one has looked pretty good through the first four weeks of the season mm-hmm, in Indianapolis, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Except for now you don't have you might not have T. Y. Hilton. That's fine. Now you might not have Marlon Mack. I so think they'll both play. Naeem Hines. I think whoever's out there, if Naeem Hines plays, right. I think he's gonna be Tight just end. fine. And in Max I like Ebron. Uh I like Ebron more than I like Jack Doyle okay. in this matchup. Um who's the the wide receiver two and three behind yeah. T. Y. Hilton? We've got Deion Kane, Zach Pascal, Pascal, Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers. Okay. Okay. Um, I agree with Vegas that this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I like, uh, as I said, everyone on both sides of the ball, Mahomes, Kelsey, McCoy. Uh, I actually like Sammy Watkins to finally show back up on, on the fantasy relevant scale. See, everybody jumped on Sammy after that first week mm-hmm. when he went nuts and caught on the touchdowns. But we know who Sammy Watkins is. Sammy Watkins has never been the premier wide receiver there in Kansas City. His numbers faltered after that first week. Yeah, like literally. Like way off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. Uh, but I actually like this game for Sammy Watkins. I think teams are starting to pay a lot more attention to Cole Hardman and Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually like Watkins to get into the end zone this week. But if you have any of those Kansas City Chiefs, I would start them. I, I don't think I'd sit anybody in this game. Okay. Uh, Chiefs should win just because they're the Chiefs. Yeah. Last but not least, Monday night. (laughs) Cleveland versus the Dog Pound. San Francisco 49ers on Monday night in San Francisco. 47 point over under. It's going to be 48 nothing. Uh, Cleveland, right? They're going to make the spread. Hell no. <laughs> Set, look, I personally, and I'm going to go out here and say this, 
last week was a fluke. Pure fluke. Cleveland against uh against the the Ravens. That was when that defense got exposed. Okay. We realized, and as I said last week, we looked at the numbers of Baltimore's defense. They are not what we thought they were. Um, I thought they are who we thought they were. I thought they were great. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, I'm thinking of years past. Like, yeah, I've been fooled like years by first. what usually revolves around that Baltimore defense. Okay. They're not that anymore. And Carl Cleveland did was exploit that. Okay. Fact is, 49ers is 10 times better than that. Okay. And so there Again. is they are 16th against the pass, but they're 8th against opposing quarterbacks, which means they have a nice pass rush, right? So if we can get to Baker and slow him down a little bit, I think which, that's going to suck. That seems totally reasonable. I mean, it's going to suck for OBJ. And that's what I'll say. I would bench Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, in this matchup. Okay. That's hard to hear. I would that's bench him. Now, Chubb, I think they're going to be able to hit Chubb on passes. I think Chubb's stock is going to come through the passing game. And I like Jarvis Landry in this game. But I do not like Baker Mayfield, and I do not like OBJ at all. Um, Baker I think Mayfield was already yeah. struggling, so he's not, I mean. Two this picks is... for Baker Mayfield. Okay, that's what you're predicting. Yep, two picks. Um, 49ers side of the ball, they're coming off the bye week. Um, I think that gives them a little bit more credit, a little bit more. They got fresher legs in this game. They've had mm-hmm. a week, an extra week to prepare for this matchup. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I like Garoppolo. Uh, Cleveland is 22nd against the tight end, so I think we'll see Kittle actually get into the end zone now for a change this season, hopefully. Um, running back situation. Two of the three running backs are going to have good games. It all depends on whether or not Tevin Coleman plays. If Coleman doesn't play, then I like Brita and Mostert. Okay. If he plays, then I like Coleman and Brita. Okay. And I would cut Mostert off my fantasy team if you haven't done so already. But if Coleman's healthy, Mostert doesn't see the field. Okay. Fact of the matter. Uh, I do not like Debo Samuel in this game. If there was somebody that I was going to sit on the 49ers side of the ball, it would be Samuel. I think all the other pass catchers are just going to have mediocre days. Um, but it, it, Garoppolo is going to spread it around, and they're going to take this game. Um. Anything else that I have? No, 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 no. That's it. I just want your Niners to lose. I know you do. So. We're All right. To, we're used to being the most hated. Oh my gosh! Here we are. Really, so really. Good. For the San Francisco's used we to be it. We out here on our Because I feel like haters. everyone hates Oakland. Hey, look, man. And that's our rundown for the rest of the game Sunday and into Monday night. Again, you can always follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Binge, on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Binge. You can watch videos on YouTube at Fantasy Binge. Everything is Fantasy Binge. We're trying to build a brand here. Fantasy Binge. That's B-I-N-G-E. Anyway. Uh, We will be back Monday night after Monday night's game to give you a recap of all the games Sunday and Monday. And uh, three a week. Talk about, yeah. We are committing. We're committing. Three a week. Three times a week. I don't know how I'm pulling this off. But, as always, may the odds be forever in your favor.